Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of A Mic on the Podium with me, Michael Seal. Before we start, I want to thank my latest Patreon subscriber, Judith, for her support and all my other Patreon subscribers for their continued support. This podcast would struggle to continue without them, and my Patreon page has become a great place to learn about and to chat about all aspects of conducting. There'll be more about my Patreon page later on in this episode. Today, I conduct a conversation with a conductor whose early career was as the founder of a world-famous string quartet. After retiring as a violinist, he has had a very successful career with title positions in Switzerland, the Republic of Ireland, the United Kingdom and his native Hungary. It is a great pleasure to welcome Gabor Tokac-Nodge. Gabor, it's wonderful to meet you today and to speak with you and to chat with you. How are you? Oh, thank you very much. I look, look for very much for this interview. I'm just switching off my telephone here. Yes, okay. It's always wise to switch off one's telephone. I've had yes. various conductors binging and bonging in the background, so it's Yes, fine. I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back because we're both violinists. Um, I used to play second violin in the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra, and I started at the age of nine. I read that you started the violin at the age of eight. Yes. Were your parents musical? Uh, was oh, that your nobody, first interest? In, nobody instrument? was musical. Yeah. Nobody was musical. My first musical ex- uh, memory is my great-grandmother was singing Hungarian folk songs for me. Mm. And um, and what I remember, the, my parents told me later that in the kindergarten, when I went in Budapest, the the teachers or how can I say the nurses in the kindergarten told my the parents that Gabor has to have a good ear because he is never singing out of tune. If he doesn't not, not I, if I'm not sure about what's happening, I'm rather not singing. Yeah, this is what the first sign for that maybe I am talented. And and why the violin age date? Because in the elementary school in Budapest. A gentleman came into, I remember it was uh, maybe geography lesson or something like this. And, and, and a gentleman came in, who'd like to play here the violin? And I put up my hand, but this is fate, this is destiny. Maybe if would have been a pianist or a cello teacher, I would have me. Nah, that's it. So it is strange. Yeah. And you went on to the Franz Liszt Academy, which is also in Budapest. Yes, yeah. but but uh, but before at the age of sixteen, I quit violin. Oh, I, I, really? <laughs> I quit because I I had pain everywhere. I, I, I was very emotional, but I know now I did not have a real um, natural good technique. But I wanted to express a lot. You know, I, I lifted my shoulder, so all the things which is taboo, I did. Um, and I finished violin and I wanted to be a winemaker. So I, I totally, completely left, left, left the school, uh, the middle, uh, Bela Bartok music school, which is before the Franz Liszt Music Academy. And I went, wanted to go to uh, uh, university or garden. I wanted to be gardener or something, something like this, or winemaker. But when I was 17, after one year, my Later, um, violin teacher called my parents that I want to bring back Gabor to violin. Mm. 
And um, I'm, I'm, I won't talk too much, but I have to tell you one joke changed my life. <laughs> and this was the way, because I went with this, um, I knew that he's a famous violin teacher. He told me, Gabor, don't finish, quit violin playing, come back and I would be, um, I would bring you back and you won't have pain, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you a joke. Um, he told me, a Catholic priest, a Lutheran priest and the rabbi uh, having dinner together and they eating something uh, which is with mushroom. Suddenly the cook comes in saying, oh, terrible things happened. The, 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 the mushroom which I serve to you is poisonous. So they calling a doctor, doctor comes and telling, you have only one minute left, uh, one hour left, pardon, you, mm. 60 minutes left. <clears throat> they asking the Catholic priest, what are you doing? The Catholic priest saying, I'm praying to God and peacefully waiting for my last second. The Lutheran priest saying, I'm also praying to God, saying goodbye to my family. And Rabbi, what are you doing? And Rabbi asking, how much time do I have? You have 60 minutes. In this case, I'm quickly looking for another doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a good joke. And, and, and he told me, and I started to laugh because I always laughed too much. And, and this laugh and this joke on them, okay, I will try it. Yeah. No, but it's really, this joke changed me and I went back. Now, okay. And after <laughs> I went to the Francis Music Academy and, and I met them there, uh, my colleagues of the Tokaj Quartet, we, yes. we immediately formed in the first year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before we go on to the, your wonderful time with your quartet, which started when you were 19 or in yes, 1975. I was 19. Yeah. I was yeah. 19. Before we get to there, in previous episodes, I've spoken to three conductors who were brought up under a communist regime. Andrus Nelsons, personally, I've spoken to him about it. And on this podcast, Vasily Petrenko and Kirill Karabits. Now, we didn't really talk about the politics of communism or the regime or the terrible things that happened. Yes. But all three of those conductors I know are thankful for being brought up in a communist regime yes. because of the music um, education. Oh, it was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Now, um, yes, two sides of the story. Yeah. Uh, we, we knew that in the society we have to be shut up. I mean, you cannot express yourself, your thoughts. Of course, it was dangerous. Yeah. But teachers um, told us, boys, in the society, of course, you not expressing yourself. But here in the building and when you play music, your number one um, uh, obligation is express from your heart you have to open up mm. and this and somewhere this was a kind of escape psychologically also that somewhere they even asking us to to express our in, inner feelings and M michael this was a time in the 70s when when they told openly the goal of music making is not avoiding mistake but playing music so mm. in the lessons they did not kill us if the F sharp was not in tune. On the other hand, we wanted to, of course, the F sharp in tune. And they did not say one second is not together. They they told, oh, boys, you don't feel the, the same pulsation. You not feel the phrase the same way. So it was fantastic musical oriented uh, uh, education. So we learned technique through music. Mm. and. So this was one side of the story. And the other side, our teachers, our teachers, uh, the, the border was closed. So they were brilliant. One of them were brilliant pianists. 
And George Kurtak, the composer, was the other teacher. And they, they could not travel uh, abroad. So we, we, they put 500% energy of every lesson. I don't, not because it could not sleep, uh, travel, but you understand me, it was a closed society and all the energy went into um, mm. the students. And uh, so, um, and also was not many things to disrupt, um, how can distract us. We, we mm. practiced like crazy. It was too terrible channel in the communist television channels. I mean, of course, no computer. Da, da, da. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm not at all um, um, sad. In, in, in fact, I'm grateful to uh, fate that this was this time like this. I'm not praising the communist regime, but the, that the circumstances for learning music and with fantastic musicians were great. Mm. And also, I have to also say something that my, my, my fantastic teachers, all of them were Jewish origin or Jewish origin. And why is it important? Because in, in the middle of 70s, um, 30 years before, they went through them or their families' awful things. And this, they, these people were, were so much uh, full with um, emotions. So for them, every note was a question of life or death. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but you understand me. These people yes, absolutely. Yeah. so emotional. They went through so much things. So they, they experienced um, all for the most horrible things till, till the Schubert or Mozart or Beethoven, this uh, magical spiritualism. So these people were really full, full persons. You understand my point? This strange. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't care if somebody is Jew or not, but in this sense, uh, it was somewhere uh, an extra plus, you know, mm -hmm. an extra dimension that an extra that dimension, brought, not yeah, a plus, yeah. an extra dimension that they brought. Yeah, they brought to their yeah, music yeah, making, yeah, their yeah, teaching, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you talk about the border being closed, but of course the, uh, the Takach Quartet. You were in it for seventeen years and internationally famous. And um, yes. uh, ninety-two, you left. Yes, uh, the quartet um, down to a technical thing. Uh, I read uh, hands. Oh, yes, uh, my, my right yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, my right hand. Um, if you can, can see me, wait. I'm just. I will show you very quickly. Just twenty seconds. Yes. Um, in 1988 November, just a quick um, introduction. In Tokyo, we played in the Pablo Casas Hall. I even remember it's a uh, chamber music hall in Tokyo. We played Bartok fifth uh, number five string quartet. And I felt that I cannot uh, use the whole bow when I wanted at, at 40 mm. or 40. So I thought I'm tired. But later I realized it got worse and worse. If you can see. Yes. The okay. This finger, I, but only on the stage, I grabbed it too, too, uh, too much. A kind yes. of crisp came. And many times it were falling. Mm. So I developed this. But it's only happened in front of public, so, wow. it, wow. so it I, it was. So, I'm sorry for my colleagues. Also, I, I went through terrible things. I went to many many um, psychiatrists. I went to violinists. This this exercise. These these these. 
getting medicines, meditation, blah blah. The, but but did not did not help. And then when, when at the end it went badly. And in 92 October 20th was my last concert in London in the Law Society. Haydn, Bartok, Beethoven we played, but it it was it was I, I played 20% of my hmm. ability. And and next day we talked with the boys. It was difficult, but we uh, we, we were we agreed yeah. that I'm 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 leaving in another first violin coming, but. I am very good um, um, contact with the boys, which Andras and, and uh, Andras is still the cellist of the quartet. Karoy, uh, Charlie went out, who was the second violin because had uh, shoulder problems some years ago, but I'm in very good contact with them. Mm. As good mm. that even two hours ago, um, we sent each other some jokes even. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, we send, <laughs> they are living in Boulder, Colorado. So yeah, yeah. I'm really very good friends with them. Well, I'm just going to explain to the listener that uh, Gabor was holding up a pencil, as all violinists can do, to show the bow grip. And it was a problem, really, with the thumb and, and being able to hold the bow, thumb and yes. the forefinger, and being able to bow and feeling like you're going to drop it. And there could be nothing worse as a string player thinking that all of the time you're about to drop the bow. It yes. feels it feels awful. I mean, it's, it feels it's so some, cool. Yeah, it's something that we sometimes struggle with with nerves. You know, and maybe you're thinking, oh, everybody's looking at me. I'm going to drop the bow or something. But yeah, if you're dealing with that on a daily basis, well, then I, you know, I'm not surprised that it, it probably played hell with your mind. And, and oh, it's body. awful, yeah, awful, yeah, awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah. At some, I mean, you come back four years later and form the Tagach Piano Trio, and then also another a new quartet, yes, Microcosmos Quartet. Where where I'm heading now is because we haven't mentioned the C word yet, which is conducting. I'm going to head to you becoming the concertmaster in around '96 of the Budapest Festival Orchestra. In '93, okay. Well, well, again, Wikipedia strikes. Wikipedia is not always reliable. Yeah, but but Michael the first. Um, Yes, 93, I became the, Ivan um, Fischer invited me to the, being the concertmaster, but a kind of, in, uh, get, not always, because I lived already in Geneva, Switzerland. So I, I did all the most important tours with them and all the Philips recording, mm. which we, with the orchestra we recorded. So from 93 to 2001, I played in the orchestra. So I a little bit also learned from inside the psychology of the what's happening inside of an orchestra. Yeah, yeah. But in 91, just have, I have to go back to 91, I still played in the Takaj and on the 200th anniversary of Mozart's death uh, was special concerts in London and Vienna. And we played with George Scholte mm. in uh, Queen Elizabeth Hall and um, Vienna Music Verein, the, Mozart G minor piano quartet. And when we worked with Scholte in his Hampstead house, it was in 91 October, November, suddenly turned to me and told, told me, oh, Gabor, you could be a very, very good conductor because your body language is very, very clear. Mm. I, can, mm. I can easily come in and I understand everything. Uh, this was, but it, it remained in my I brain, but I, 
thought, ah, oh, who know, I had to start. But 93, I went to, went and played eight years in the orchestra. I'm regretting one thing. I'm regretting one thing. I did not know at this time that I will be really a conductor. And if I would have known, I would have looked and analyzed uh, why a conductor is effective or maybe not as much or how what is their rehearsal um, method blah 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 because you know you know of course you yeah unbelievably well so it's, it's so many different ways and i wasn't uh, aware of the fact that i should oh i can learn now things mm. of well, course I'm... i remember of course i remember things yeah but um, but one thing i learned that it was and you know it, of course, we know that it was fascinating that a conductor came, a guest conductor or somebody, and how different musicians' opinion were about. It's unbelievable. It is, yeah. It's unbelievable. Anyway, so, so, yes. So I learned this at this time that we never anybody can win an orchestra <laughs> no, absolutely right that I mean, is hopeless yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i say it to students now that if you you have to be aware that every orchestra you conduct and even if you've got a wonderful relationship with them yes there will be somebody in that orchestra who hates you yes of that, course <clears throat> and it can be for no real reason it can just be a beauty contest that i like or the way that you speak but you just have to be aware that you cannot have a hundred percent Love, no, I, you know, no. and, and and as you just said, you know, I, I remember going out for a cigarette in the break and speaking to people and saying, "Oh, I really like this conductor," and then going, "Really, I hate them." You know, you just think, "Well, how can it be so polarized?" Yes, but th totally that's polarized. Yeah, but it's exactly as you say. Um, there, there. I, yeah. I, I'm not saying the name. There came somebody, cannot say the name, um, a, a conductor, and. 70% of the very well-known, 70%, wow, fantastic, 30% cannot stand him, overrated. <laughs> no, yeah. but it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. It's like it. Well, it's funny because you sort of preempted my next question, which is, you know, how much did you do you think you rely on those days with the Budapest Festival Orchestra now as a conductor? You've said it yourself that you, you know, you wish uh, you'd remembered more or taken more notice or, but some, surely some of it would rub off. Um, rub off, yes, uh, but probably instantly I have yeah. some memories. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, I realized one thing. I realized one thing. Why the orchestra uh, player looks a kind of poker face? You know, I mean, not poker yes. face, but yeah, yeah. Thing, and, and, um, and the conductor is talking to them. I look, nobody, not many people showing any emotion, mm. but one bad word or something, a cynical or hurting word, and they not they unbelievably sensitive, mm. many of them. So behind this poker face, we have to be careful because we can lose in a second. Yes, I'm not, not losing, but you know, you know what I mean. Uh, I know exactly. That's a bad word, and and, um, and and once I did something, I, I, I am not an arrogant or a stupid person, but once I'm not telling now, I'm with an orchestra, I told one bad sentence, but not hurting, but anyway, I'm not saying. Yeah. And it was it was enough. I I, I knew that they're not doing hundred percent what I'm asking. Mm -hmm. it, it, I was a stupid idiot. But sometimes we need to make some. We have to get some slap. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we need a a, a dose of reality or a uh, exactly a, or a slice of humble pie or whatever, and just say, yeah, yeah okay, I screwed up. You know, I said the yeah, wrong exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. So. When did conducting really start for you? When did you become interested? And did you take any lessons um, from anybody? Good, good, very good, very good question. Yesterday was 20 years ago that the first time I went on the stage. Mm. To conduct. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, 2002, um, 9th of um, um, September. I know it because the previous day was Pete Sampras' last tennis match against Andre Agassi in the <laughs> US Open final. Oh, I am yeah. a, I'm, I'm a huge tennis fan. Yeah. So, and, and next day I conducted first time. No, okay, quickly saying, I was teaching chamber music in, in um, Switzerland from 97 till 2006 in Sion in Tibor Vargas Music Academy. Yeah. Tibor yeah. Vargas was a phenomenal, genial violinist and teacher. And he had his own school in Sion in Switzerland mm. uh, near Montreux. And, uh, and, um, he invited me as a uh, uh, chamber music teacher in 2002 March. He called me, Mr. Tokas, uh, could you please conduct my orchestra in, in Expo Bill? It was a big expo in Switzerland. And my orchestra will play there a kind of half jazz, half classical music piece, which is 15 minutes. And because I will be in Graz teaching at this time, he had also a job in Graz Music Academy. Hmm. I told I told him, yes, Mr. Varga, I, yes, but I never conducted, but I will do my best. And he mm. told me, look, the <laughs> only, only one thing you have to um, concentrate. The upbeat has to be clear and after let them play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a joke, of course. Yeah, it yeah. was a joke, of course. And um, so this was my beginning that I started to conduct the school orchestra of Tibor Varga Orchestra from 2002. Mm. And and maybe I was lucky because, uh, you know, you know exactly. In, in I, I feel that for it for career you need talent, a lot of uh, hard work, and lots of luck. And mm -hmm. I had luck. I'm exaggerating. I'm just banalizing the whole thing. But I had luck because people seen me who invited me here, and so it was a kind of uh, snowball effect. Mm. You no. Know? I am, I am very, very, very lucky. One of the most important meetings was in 2005 when I conducted the school orchestra in Sion in the church. Um, Martin Engström, who uh, was the Verbi Festival's founder and, uh, and also uh, the De Deutsche Grammophon's uh, uh, vice president, uh, I think at that time, he came to watch me conducting. And uh, one year later, I was at the Verbi Festival mm. conducting and teaching. So. Mm. Now, you know, it's, you need luck in life. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go back to something you just said, because it sort of made me think about, you know, I, I spent most of my formative years as a teenager leading my county youth orchestra or leading the orchestra at the, at the conservatoire. Yes. And then I became a professional in Birmingham. But I was also in a small chamber group. There were six yes. of us and I was leading. Yes. And I, mem I remember um, conducting from the violin a performance of Rhapsody in Blue, which the soloist was Elaine Donahoe, the uh, wife of Peter Donahoe, yes. the famous wow. pianist. Yes, yes. Afterwards, Peter came up to me, and we we weren't friends at this. We knew each other, but we weren't friends. And he just sidled up to me and said, "Brilliant conducting," and I, wow. I was really touched. 
Wow. But, but what I wonder was, because you know, you led your quartet for so many years and I did the, the, these little le yes, leading yes. things. I wonder whether it helps that we've, have. we've had to I use our, bo yes. our body language, and not just our, our arms, but our whole body, you know, with a shoulder or with a head or with something. Yes, and breathing yeah. also. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because, because uh, of course, you know, it's unbelievable that for, especially for the winds bringing them in, bringing with, uh, breathing before with them, yeah, and also in the Stockhausen that we practiced, even in a, um, a totally dark room, especially in Boulder, Colorado, in the studio, that switching of the light and just listening each other breathing, how to mm. start a movement, and I learned a lot with this clear breathing, for instance. Mm. This mm. was helping me, and the whole body was moving. You know, the so I, I used to have that I am with, with musicians. And, you know, and with our body language, we helping people understand when to play. Yeah. yeah. So, and 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 answering your question, I had, of course, lessons. I went here and there. I never had, I never had um, uh, um, real um, education that in a school or institute conducting. Mm. But I went to friends also in Switzerland or conductors and. I had one or two lessons, or even in 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 um, Geneva Conservatoire when I am teaching. I was teaching more than twenty years uh, uh, string quartet class. I I had lessons with uh, with a brilliant um, uh, conductor um, uh, teacher there, mm. in the uh, and uh, he, I invited him for my concert. We talked through. What which which factors has to be better? This is two big gestures. It's not clear the upbeat, blah blah blah. The, you know, you know the so so. Whilst I did not have uh, um, one, two, three, four years of uh, institutional education, I had many, many, many meetings and lessons and watching my videos with somebody and you know. Mm. And, Yes. Also, 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 Ivan Fischer came to my uh, concert because Ivan Fischer invited me from 2010 to the Budapest Festival Orchestra. Now I am a first guest conductor, and also came and I asked him, and and very good uh, advice. So, mm. so I even 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 now. Uh, two days ago, I conducted in the Czech Republic, and I'm always writing down on a paper which factor I have to be, uh, where I have to improve, you know, because mm. all of us, the, the, everybody strides to the end of his life, improve. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you see, the whole life is an, uh, the whole, I think the whole life is a, a learning experience. Mm. Uh, I, not, not just conducting, but everything. No, everything, yeah. yeah, everything. yeah. I totally agree with you. I'm going to ask a specific question. I mean, in the UK, uh, for us, you know, we've known you as the principal conductor of the Manchester Camerata since 2010. Um, yes. But also, you know, you've you had a, I mean, it sounds like a principal conductor job, principal artist um, at the Irish Chamber Orchestra. Yes. Two smaller orchestras 
But then you've got, as you've just said, links with first guest conductor of the Budapest Orchestra. Yeah, of the Festival Orchestra, and also you were music director of the Mav Symphony Orchestra. Yes, no, no, um, no. I was, I was just two years. Yeah, and now I am guest conductor also there. Yeah, no, but not, but, not anymore. The the boss there. Yes. So my my question really is: somebody who spent a lot of time with small chamber orchestras, where there may be only 25, 30 players yes. on the platform, and then 80, mm -hmm. 90... Yes. Do you, does your attitude change at all in how you think the music should be made? How yeah. you speak to the players? Uh, do, or, or do you treat them all exactly the same? Oh, this is an unbelievably good and essential question. If I'm, uh, how I'm looking, orchestra playing, the, the approach did not change. Mm. I'm saying it even in big orchestra when I'm conducted Bruckner Symphony or um, Tchaikovsky or something which I did, a big Tchaikovsky symphony, I'm always saying, listen each other. So the anticipate and listen together. I still believe that it's possible, especially Budapest Festival Orchestra, for instance, which is a brilliant orchestra, they, they, they can do chamber mm. music listening. But obviously, physically, I have to do a little bit clearer and a little bit bigger gestures who are sitting much farther. Yes. And, and also the talking... Let's face the talking has to be reduced and, and also have to adapt to uh, people's um, uh, vocabulary. Or how can I say with a small chamber yeah. orchestra or a quartet, you can talk a lot, you have five hours, but a chamber orchestra already much less than a quartet, but a big orchestra oof, has to be very effective talk, very quick and, and mm -hmm. let them playing and, and know the piece. For instance, Michael, I have to move, uh, improve in this. One of my big points is this talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, and, and, and um, because or orchestra doesn't want to hear, you know, we let them learn the piece. Mm -hmm. So just saying one sentence, two sentences, boom, bam. And I found one month ago, uh, Goethe was writing, and I think this should be my motto. Goethe was saying, I'm of course not, repeating the great genius word by word, mm. but uh, he's saying Goethe somewhere, if somebody wants to tell me a new idea, something, an, an idea, it has to be short and simple, complicated and long already enough inside of me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you can keep your directions to an orchestra short and, and exactly. clear... Exactly. And, and what, what's interesting talking about your time with the Budapest Festival is that there have been these uh, masterclasses with Ivan Fischer uh, last year with the Concertgebouw. Yes. And, and I remember him saying to one of the students there, you know, let's talk about what you're trying to say as a sandwich. At the moment, you're telling me all about the packaging around the sandwich. Can you tell me what the sandwich is, please? I want yes. to know I want to know if it's a cheese sandwich or a ham sandwich. I don't want to know if it's wrapped in paper or plastic or who made it or, you know, I just just give me the facts and tell yes, me yes. the facts quickly, you know. And Yes, yes. And he yeah. also told me, Ivan, because I, I think he told me once, uh, because listen, my rehearsal, again, the same. No, you don't have to tell four, five sentences around around. Choose one or two keywords, which is not maybe in the score, like something. Cantabile, yeah. contrast. Mm. Cantabile, contrast. So say some small words, but again and again, it's a kind of brainwashing, I mean, artistic brainwashing, the people, which is the most important, let's say, characteristic words for each movement, or mm. maybe rhythm. The rhythm, 
and written and no melody. Mm. Just this is much more important than saying, oh, here in this bar, I'd like to have this kind of atmosphere at, you know, it. So, mm. so, so I, but 17 years in the Tokaj Quartet, um, we were working every day four or five hours, unbelievably hard way. Obviously, we had time and we could discuss and analyze and arguing about each bar or, or two <laughs> notes. Yeah. Now, but this kind of um, this kind of things is a little bit too much in my blood. Still, yeah. I have to I have to give an antibiotics against this. Not <laughs> 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 so my question, but you told me that. I still believe that big orchestra, the greatest orchestras, um, the, it could be still listen each other, not saying softer, louder. Okay, listen now the flute, listen mm. the viola with the bassoon. Listen, listen, chamber music, anticipate, but not talking too much and, and clearer gestures for somebody sits 40 meters from me. Or, mm. it's, a, it's something uh, I... I advocate and I teach, and when I work with amateur orchestras, or yeah. I've only, I now conduct two of them only, and youth yeah. orchestras, I steal a line from Ivan Fischer, who said this on a film for the Berlin Philharmonic website. He said, you know, the first stage of music learning for an orchestra is you go home and you learn your music on your own. Yes. The second stage is the rehearsal, when your job is to listen to anybody else in the orchestra but yourself ah. you listen to how you want to know how your music fits with if you're a violinist with the flute or the oboe or maybe the first trumpet i do yeah if you're a viola player am i playing with the clarinets and the horns am i playing with the cello but you're not thinking about your music anymore you're thinking about everybody else's music and yes. i always say that you know listen to anybody but yourself just for the yes. first hour or two of a rehearsal and then you'll find out how your music fits and and oh. Yeah, I think it's so important. I really do. I I think for for too long, us as children are told by our teachers, follow the stick, follow the stick, follow the stick. Well, you know, better to follow who's conducting in the orchestra rather than you know rather than necessarily a stick. Yes. The stick's there to help for other things, not necessarily. Yes, uh, like yes. a metronome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and and also, I had a very very important meeting. Um, around 10 years ago in Bernard Haiting, Lutzen in the house, he had a house in Lutzen and he knew our, our quartet, the Takas quartet, he came to concert about small hall once or twice. So I, I, I wrote an email, can I meet you? And of course he was very nice. Mm. Of course I did not ask physical conducting lesson, but I, I asked, please talk about how you see our, our role in front of orchestra. He was, he was a real gentleman, a brilliant man. And he told Gabor, the, 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 if, the pub, if the orchestra feels that you are there to criticize them and looking for mistakes, they will be blocked and defensive. They mm. have to feel that you are there to inspire them and helping them. Mm. So inspiring, helping, and if you don't like something, you, it's, it's brilliant. Not saying, oh, the intonation is not good. Just say, okay, can you listen more carefully the intonation? Or yeah. if something not together, oh, let's play once again, uh, feel together the pulsation, flute and oboe and second violin. Or, or, and so he's saying, you have three jobs, inspiring them, helping them with your, it has to be clear the body language when to play, how, how fast, how loud. So inspire them, helping them, and give them confidence because they will play, not you. Mm. So your criticism should be a way 
which is inspiration more than criticism. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. I said, oh, it's so interesting. And also he told me an interesting thing. And if somebody makes a mistake, it's happening, a wind player or a string player or um, out of tune or uh, he's saying, don't look there like many of my colleagues with a terrible, angry eye, never look there because it's already terrible for them. But five, 10 seconds later, look at them with a smile. Look at them with a smile because you de-block the person and the orchestra will be even more with you. Or now it's, 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 ooh. And you know what he told? You don't mind if saying one more thing? No, not at all. He was saying, Gabor, in every orchestra, even the greatest, greatest 10, 15 percent of people already tired, they they bored with your rehearsal, almost openly showing that they cannot stand you. And not cannot stand you, but a kind of, uh, you know, total, yeah. total zombie way playing. Mm. And, and he's saying that till the age of 60, it was unbelievably disturbing me. And Haitink uh, was saying this, yeah. unbelievably disturbing. But late, and after I realized, one day I realized something, I talked to, uh, he talked to a psychiatrist friend of him who's saying the best is if you, if you see these people, don't feel frustration and anger. Just tell yourself, I am very sorry that you not feeling the magic of music. I am still your friend, but I am sorry. Forgiving them and try to feel that, uh, understand they have a, a human story alive behind, maybe frustrations with this and this. If you can achieve, he told me, Gabor, if you achieve that you're not frustrated with them and angry, but you are a kind of forgiving and sad for them, suddenly you got, you will get a huge confidence and strength on the stage. Mm. And I don't say the, actually I can say, I conducted Schumann Fourth Symphony with the Budapest Festival Orchestra three weeks, no, no, one year after this meeting. Mm. And there was in one uh, string section, but it's happening, of course, one man, one string player already retired from the orchestra, who I could see and feel did not like me, could not stand me. Now it's happening. And I told in one movement, a certain say, uh, things, I think in the second movement, Viola please the first three notes, small bow, and when the crescendo comes, suddenly by your subito, so huge full bow playing. Mm. And when it happened in the concert, I could see this chap who couldn't tell me, did not do anything full bow, but mm. poker face, just small bow. And suddenly I remembered hiding, and believe or not, I did not feel anger. I thought, why? I'm sorry for you that you're not feeling the magic of the Schumann music, and I'm not angry with you. And believe or not, I felt suddenly such, uh, I am, I'm a strong person, I felt. And later, somebody from the orchestra, two persons saying, Gabor, the third and fourth movement went so well, and you were so clear. <laughs> I mean, I hardly could believe they told me. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not praising now myself, so I'm not uh, told yeah. me this to you, but it's so interesting, so many things. And he was saying that uh, we have to be psychologically so ever of uh, so many different people in front of us. Mm. So since I'm conducting, I am fascinated by human characters and 
psychology. Yes, it's e I, you know. I think you have to be to be a, be a conductor. You have to be fascinated by the psychology of the orchestra. Oh yeah. Also, you also you have to soul search yourself. Oh all yeah. The time to work out how what the best approach is going to be. Whether yes. the as you said much earlier, whether that sentence you've just said has made them play better, or actually you've now lost some people. Exactly. You, know, you have exactly. To, you have to edit. Oh, totally. All Oi. the time. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So yeah. what to say and what not to say. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah. to ask you, because I know you've said it earlier on that you've taught chamber music. I'm assuming yes. you've taught individual violin lessons. Yes. Do you teach conducting? Because I think you'd probably nah, be a no, 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 look, look, wait, wait, wait. No, no. If somebody, a young person comes to me, of course, I am giving my uh, experience, bad experience, good experience, yeah. what not to do with orchestra, what to do. Um, uh, of course, but I am not. I won't teach. No, no. Okay. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> because, no, because I am, I am a self-made conductor mm. and I'm, no, no. Oh, well, in that case, I can then ask the next question, which I've asked every single other conductor. Uh, because if you're self-made, therefore you've probably come up with your own system. How do you learn a score? How do you learn a new score? Do you start from the beginning, work your way through, or do you look at the big picture and zoom I mean, in? The, um, yeah. And oh. are you a scribbler? Do you write lots of things in with pe pencils, coloured pencils, yes. pens? Uh, oh, how, this... how do you do it? Yes. You're, you're grinning, no, no, I'm looking I'm, the score yeah, first. Yeah. I'm looking the score. Yeah. And... and Unfortunately, because I'm not a, I'm not a pianist, I'm, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm very jealous with this, somebody who could, can read the new things with, with piano, this would be the best. Mm. I have to admit, I, I'm listening some uh, a new symphony, which I never conducted. I have to hear it. So I have to listen a recording, but it doesn't mean that I will copy it. What no. they do. I'm no. listening one or two things and after i start to look the score and michael i am coloring everything like a children's <laughs> book if you would see my every 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 uh, yellow the, the the violin and the viola and the brown the, the, i have a collection i know exactly uh, which instrument which color i am literally coloring the whole thing yeah, yeah. and and it's a little bit strange but for him, and but it's even in, in concert is helping me sometimes. If I look in the score, I can see that the oboe color is there, mm. or, or the mm. mastum or or tada, because we know exactly that that it's anticipation so important. Even player has to anticipate that one than with violin. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So I am coloring it. I'm coloring it, and after analyzing, singing it. Um. Of course, it's helping a lot that I am a string player. Yes. I feel I um, I already developed how I would play, which bow speed, what weight, uh, what speed, what um, uh, you know the contact point to the bridge. So mm. the combination of speed, weight, and contact point, D string, G strings, high position. Uh, so I'm, um, it, it's helping a lot that I am I am um, I am. Uh, I'm a violinist. Also, I have to say something um, very honestly to you. I did not know that my mother, uh, I grew up with a mother, of course, I loved her, uh, but I, when I went home, she was always 
many times she was a um, um, uh, economist. I went. Mm. She went home and she was laying in the bed and looking the the ceiling. And I, they told me my family members that she has back problem. But I know now later I learned that she had depression problem. Mm. And I remember as a young boy, when I went home, I I was not interested what mother telling me, but how. Mm. Because I knew that it's in the sound is something threatening things. And I now today I know that my mother with the, the, this uh, poor mother had this big problem with depression. It's made me made me more sensitive with colors of the void, the sound. Mm. Mm. So why um, th there are uh, so this may be one of my strengths. I'm already developing when I'm learning. I already hear what kind of piano, what kind of sound this should be. Mm. Mm. So this, so I'm, 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 and also singing for myself, uh, listening. Uh, I love old recordings, um, mm. Mm. old master, old great conductors. So I'm, I'm learning a lot from them. Timing, color, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm fascinated by this because. Uh, the chamber music lessons with Kurtag and Ferenc Rados, who was a fantastic um, teacher, who was Andras Schiff's teacher also. And uh, he always, they talked about that the most important thing is never in the score, the color and the timing. And mm. the decibel is not yet the color. And, and yeah. of course, when something is tempo giusto, I, you cannot do the, the special um, timings, but I, I'm already try to find out timings, colors. Obviously, I always put in who, who are the leading voices. Yeah. How yeah. do you know it? But I yeah. am coloring. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I think more conductors have answered that with, yes, I put colors in because it helps them learn the score. There are a few who never put anything in and they yes. it's all keep it clean. As I you, am as admiring you them. Yeah. I yeah. am admiring them. Yeah, oh. uh, so am I, because I'm like you, I use colors, but... But you know, good for you. But I need my colors, and I need my my maps, and my my arrows, and my. I uh, need my yeah. maps and arrows. Yeah. I yeah. cannot. Yeah. yeah. In in fact, I'm even writing in. But you know what? I, I am I'm not ashamed to say I am even writing. Even the up the upbeat is in one or is in three or. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Or the difficult the difficult tempo changes. Da 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 da. da. I'm, I'm preparing with special special yeah, arrows <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, well it's a fascinating topic and uh, and one i will carry on asking people about yes are you a young conductor thirsty for knowledge and wanting to discover more about the conducting world then my patreon page is there for you I'm constantly posting new content there based on my experiences as a conductor and I offer the chance for you to ask me any question any time of the day. You'll gain access to interviews, video posts, tour diaries, articles and much more. And if you pay for the whole year, then you will gain a 10% discount. And if you're a student, contact me directly and there will be a further discount. All of this can be found at patreon.com forward slash a mic on the podium. And from just £5 a month, you can gain access to this ever-growing resource on conductors and conducting. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com. Details and links to the page are in the show notes attached to this and every other episode. Now, the all-important 10 questions with my guest, Gabor Tokach-Nodge. 
Gabor, it's time for the 10 questions, the unavoidable part of the podcast, which every conductor's had to go through. Yeah. And I start with, what sound or noise do you love and what sound or noise do you hate? What sound I, I love very much, I love the sea, the mm. sea side when I'm in near and seaside and the shh, I, I love it. I love also, in I love, okay, only one answer. No, you can have more than one. No, I, I also walk, walk a lot with my dear wife, and I love in forest the 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 the, the, the noise of the trees and the, and the nature when the wind is coming. I love mm. it, and also I love when I am in my room, uh, uh, coloring my music, and outside is rain. Mm. Now, mm. but not uh, in in especially in evenings. I know I don't want the rain destroying the day but yeah. in the evening being and outside the rain this is a, what i cannot stand um a, a, a fly coming into the room when i try to go, go, <laughs> go but this i cannot stand if you had 24 hours free what would you spend it doing 24 hours um uh, love walking with my wife on seasides mm. and being uh, going to a seaside walking as much as can and but when we are relaxing in the hotel room reading very good book mm. Mm. And, and, and walking and very good lunch and dinners yeah <laughs> well, you're, you're not alone there i think you know it's part of one of the nice things about conducting and going to new cities is being able to go to restaurants and especially yeah. if you travel with your wife which i do occasionally uh it's very nice to go and you know go to new restaurants mike you know what i, I it's a kind of joke you know yeah. why we like eating because um musicians because in our music from the five cents we only using touch ear and and eye Mm. But the smell and the taste is not using, so at least somewhere we use it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I didn't. I never <laughs> thought of that. But it is no, very I mean, true. Yes, but I, I, other day I thought about this. Yeah, yeah. At least you can use the other too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and therefore I shall look forward to the answer to the final question when we come to food later on. Yes. Uh, question number four. Can you name your favourite conductors or just one conductor of yesteryear? Furtwängler, Bruno Walter and Ferenc Fritschai was a Hungarian, which I love, mm, mm. which I also know the family. Um, but Bruno Walter, Bruno Walter, Furtwängler I love very much, and, and, and Fritsch, Ferenc Fritschai recordings, and I love very much um, Carlos Kleiber and Simon Rattel. Mm. Oh, well, Simon Rattle might be, therefore, one of your answers to question five, which is favourite current conductor, because Simon is very much still with us. So, yes, I'll, of course. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am naming yeah. him. Yes. I'm naming him. Good. No, well, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, going back to question four, Kleiber has appeared very often, Furtwängler and Walter occasionally. I'm not sure anybody has said Ferenc Fritschai in the maybe past. They don't know, maybe they do yeah. not know his recordings or something, but fantastic yeah. opera recordings yeah. and also also i can tell you i am in very good friendship with uh, jeremy menuhin uh, yahudi menuhin's son actually mm. going to to him dinner tonight oh. and, because he lives uh, i mean geneva he lives near montreux and he was the one 15 years ago or well, that my father yahudi menuhin preferred two conductors 
Wilhelm Furtwanger and Ferenc Fritschai to play with. And Ferenc Fritschai was one of the, maybe the greatest, almost the greatest for Menuhin. And yeah. I thought, oh, oh, I have to listen recordings. And wow, unbelievably, I love it. So everybody has, I love it. And I conducted, for instance, the Don Giovanni this summer, the whole opera. And I found Fritschai, Ferenc Fritschai's Don Giovanni and uh, young uh, uh, Dietrich Fischer disco was Don Giovanni. Fantastic, the whole thing for me. Uh-huh. And so Ferenc Fritschai, yeah. Number six. And one of my favorite questions is always, what is the hardest work you have ever conducted? Yes, two, two Bartok piece. Mm-hmm. One of them, Bluebeard Castle. Yes. Was, wow. So it's um, unbelievably emotional, obviously, with millions of tempo changes. Yes. But it's unbelievably emotional. And we know if the gestures uh, are too much emotion, I mean, I mean it, it can be not clear to the players wise millions of um, tempo changes. So I found it unbelievably uh, difficult. And yeah. the other was Bartok first piano concerto. Uh, is, so, that, is that the one with the, in the last the, movement? Bum, 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 yeah, bum, yeah, yeah, bum, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. I've never no, no, done no, it. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, this is the second. Oh, that's the second. The second also right, okay. unbelievably difficult. But the, <laughs> right. first, but the first is, ah, there are some parts which I, I almost just uh, prayed, oh, <laughs> God, please help me. Because... <laughs> no, this was the two things, yes. Well, I've got, I've got a piano competition final coming up later this year in December. And, and yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that certain pieces don't get to the final. Oh, um, yes, I know this. Ch- Chopin, number oh, two. Oh, Chopin yeah, is a yeah, nightmare, can be. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal uh, music, but this... Yeah. of the conduct. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Chopin, um, Bartok one and two. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I've one, done number Bartok three. one and two are. are yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've done number three before, but one and two, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah brilliant choices. When traveling abroad to conduct, what item could you not leave home without? Now, actually, I have a boring uh, answer my <laughs> contact lenses, because once I conducted an, an orchestra with. Um, uh, with, with my specs, and yeah. I did, a, did a, 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 a very quick, uh, uh, in a subito fortissimo, a gesture, yeah. and, and it's fell the, the, and I could see the, the, the brass players love the head off. And, uh, <laughs> so, but it, is, it wasn't a good answer yet. So maybe the, one of the, 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 the contact lens. Yes, I know. I don't want to give you boring answer. That's not a boring answer, though. I mean, I, I've never. No, conducted... the contact lens. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, no, I've I, ne- I, I, I. Yeah, I've got to that age now, Gabor. When we've all well, we, when you know, my arms are now not long enough for me to hold pieces to read music. You know, where I need to start wearing glasses for reading music, and I've never conducted wearing glasses. I used to play the violin wearing glasses many years yeah. ago never conducted wearing them and yeah. i'm dreading having to do it because oh. of that that simple thing oh. there's a famous story of roger zvensky conducting somewhere in russia and he did the same he knocked his glasses off and they flew into the audience and they were caught by somebody in the third row oh. and then and then they were passed back through the audience to him so he could put them back on his head um, yeah yes. so yeah I, I, I don't think it's a boring answer because i'm not sure i could put contact lenses in because i'm squeamish and therefore, I'm going to have to learn to get up with glasses on. We'll see. Yes. We shall see. Yeah. Okay. So next, next, next question. 
What is the one thing you would change about being a conductor? Not dealing with orchestra musicians for whom are, it's already a um, burden and boring and <laughs> not, not dealing with burned out musicians. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I, but this is our, our job. So, but yeah. this, this is, I feel this is the biggest burden for me. But but I'm not complaining because no, no, no. it's part well, of the job. It's part of the I'm always thinking about a taxi driver or anybody. Every profession has a difficult um, difficult factor. For me, this is the most mm. the, 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 the burned out people. How yeah. to because you, you know exactly we have to make the dead notes alive. Mm. But we I am not playing, they playing, so <laughs> this is the biggest, this is the biggest challenge and sometimes burden. Mm. Uh, but it sounds like you at least have a way of accepting it with your high tink psychological yeah. um, thought process. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you you still don't have to encounter it every day. And I agree with you. You know, when you can see somebody who's just not in the room, their mind oh. is not in the room with you there, oh, anywhere yeah. and everywhere else. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. This is for me the biggest. Yeah, I'd like to change this if not, it yeah. cannot. Okay. Number nine. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Yes, if I could have another life, I would yep. be a doctor or a singer. Yeah. Or maybe um, something with the brain, the, the something, either a surgeon or something. But I'm fascinated what the brain is capable. So mm. something, a brain surgeon or, or a singer, a singer. And not the winemaker of uh, when no, you no, were 17. No, no, not winemaker. No, it is very good story, but no, yeah. no. Yeah. A doctor really helping people bring because also as a musician, I feel we are we are um, we are spiritual doctors. We are live, music is spiritual medicine. So yes. I feel I feel that I, we are healing people. But in next life, I would be either different way healing, maybe a brain surgeon or. Or, or singing in opera, oh, would be great. If the world were to end tonight, what would be your choice of final meal and drink? Yes, I, I know. Um, I love uh, Hungarian special food, uh, chicken paprika with no, noodles. I mm. love it, chicken paprika, but a Hungarian way with some sour cream on it. And, and the drink would be some Tokai wine, Tokai wine. Yeah, but if I can give you a humorous answer, a second answer, yes, of course, but it's a very morbid one. If the word is finishing, I know it's next day or on the day, <laughs> you will be surprised. Um, Woody Allen uh, um, told in, in an inter interview, I am not afraid of uh, uh, dying, but I don't want to be there when it's happening. <laughs> so <laughs> I would, I would have a Lots of sleeping pill with a fantastic Tokai wine and 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 <laughs> drink with the food and drink and I because I'm not afraid but don't want to be when it's coming. <laughs> so lots a, of sleeping pill with yeah. a fantastic Tokai wine. <laughs> what a wonderful, brilliant answer! And I have to say, I'm I I love Tokai wine. I think it's fantastic. oh great. It's um and and actually, it, it, this is rather poignant in the fact that I'm speaking to you on Saturday, the 10th of September, 
And of course, only a few days ago, Her Majesty the Queen died. And I know that she was a lover of Tokai wine and she always had Tokai delivered to her every year from Hungary. Um, so it was rather poignant that Tokai appeared in today's interview. Oh, seeing this can, can I can I yeah. tell a story about uh, yes. Her Majesty? Because um, the Queen, because in I was in the festival orchestra, I think it was in 94 or 93, she had an official visit to the Hungary, which was already not communist. So it is the mm. first time the Queen went to the not communist Hungary, 93. And with the festival orchestra with Ivan Fischer, at the state dinner, we were supposed to play for her a Haydn, um, not Manuet, a march, with Haydn composed for the English king. Mm. I don't dare to say George, the, which one, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. When, when, when Haydn was there, he wrote for the, the English king. So, and the dinner, they told us that the Hungarian president and, and the queen will arrive 10.30 in the evening. It was a fantastic palace in Budapest. We were ready, standing there, chamber orchestra. And when, when she came coming, we were playing the Haydn uh, march, which is three minutes. And mm -hmm. she, but they saying, they told that it was we waited and waited, and they sang uh, Tokai wine. They showed her special Tokai wines, which was 800 years old, and just one sip from each, a little bit. And she loved it so much that the whole thing was 55 minutes late. <laughs> the, the, the Tokai wine, and the, so I remember, but she came and uh, was uh, sitting three meters from us and listened it, and they clapping, and they went away. And I remember. I went back to my daughters were small and I told my daughters, Papa played the violin for the, the Queen of England. And uh, one week later, my wife came back from the school. Oh, the, the teacher's asking, is it true that uh, your husband played for the Queen of England? <laughs> no, anyway, no, anyway, but the Tokai wine and the Queen mm. has this story that they, it was 50 minutes delay because showing unbelievably fantastic Tokai wines for her. Well, it's been unbelievably fantastic chatting to you. Uh, really, you has, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I hope soon, maybe when you're in Manchester, I, I'll come up and watch a concert and we can maybe share a glass of Tokai afterwards. 23rd of September, I am in Manchester, Stoller Hall. Therefore, I shall see if I can get there. Thank please, you very please, much. And, we will drink. and thank you very much for I enjoyed it. Thank you. A mic on the podium was devised and produced by Michael Seal, with music by Ben Dawson. Next time, I stay in Manchester and chat to a British conductor who has a successful freelance career, but is probably better known as being at the forefront of conducting teaching in the United Kingdom. His name has appeared many times in previous episodes due to his highly successful conducting classes at Manchester University and the Royal Northern College of Music. But until then... Bye-bye.